All right, here's your man coming at you. It's Monday morning, uh, put another podcast up. Uh, what's going on here? Um, had a pretty good weekend. Uh, found out my daughter, uh, stepdaughter that lives in L.A., just moved out there and not too long ago is moving back home, of course, um, into her apartment, gets ready. Uh, before she left, she had a condo downtown, which uh, she let go in order for her to move. So her job, which she's a, a supervisor for Uber Corporation, is uh, moving her back uh, to Chicago. So um, she's going to stay with us until, you know, she can get an apartment or something like that. So who knows how long that's going to take. But I just always think people that did not have a problem with their grown-ass kids living with them. Um, I totally understand now. Um, I really enjoy uh, my kids. Like my son's been living with me for the past two years and these two are the oldest. So I really don't have a problem at all with them being at home. They're, they're no trouble. Uh, they don't, you know, getting used to them coming in at all times. And leaving out at all times is a different story, but um, you know, that's more so us just being old and settled. Um, they're, uh, good kids, really good kids. Um, so, uh, that's, that's one of the things that's going on. Um, happy Mother's Day, um, next week, um, in case I don't get a chance to do another podcast before then, I wanted to just wish everybody happy Mother's Day and let everybody know no matter what, um, you know, you only get one mother, you only get one father. I lost my father uh about 20 years ago uh to hear about and um although me and him didn't have a very close relationship um i do miss my dad because um i think about what could have been um you know what we could have made out of this situation and stuff like that so definitely if your mom is still here uh appreciate it no matter what uh no one's perfect we all just do the best that we can I really kind of didn't understand that until I became a parent that uh, you can do the best job that you can and, you know, you're still uh, not a lot of things in your kids' eyes. So uh, it's a very unrespected job. It took me to almost 60 to realize that um, although my mom didn't do the things that I thought she should have done, um, that was just me thinking. Um, She's always been a great mother. Um, she's always did the best by her kids. And, you know, and I love her for that. And, um, you know, I'm just telling everybody, just, you know, appreciate your mom. You only get one. And and they do the best they can. Uh, parenthood, as everyone knows that has kids, it doesn't come with a blueprint. You only do the best that you can. Um, so I learned that as I got older and had kids. So um, I just wanted to say, in case I don't post before, uh, Mother's Day that I wish all the mothers a, a, a happy Mother's Day. I'm going to spend some time with my mom, um, you know, and and just really appreciate her while she's here. Um, so, you know, I wanted to get that out. Um, let me see what's going on. Okay. Saturday, uh, today is Monday. Saturday, we got out of here uh, what we consider early. Um, it was a Saturday. We got here at 9.30 in the morning. We didn't leave to 6 in the, e in the evening. 
but it's better than nine or ten when we usually get out. So we figured leaving at six is that's like an early day to us. Um, so we went, sat down, had dinner, which was great. We had a spot in Indiana that we like. Um, and then <laughs> I said, we said that okay, I'm gonna go home. We're gonna pull up one of the movie channels and we're gonna just sit down and chill, spend some time together and um, watch a movie or something, right? Which I rarely ever watch movies. I rarely ever watch TV at all. Um, so we go home and uh, we're watching this program and, and actually um, it was really good. It's called uh, Hip Hop Evolution. And it talks about uh, the start and the, how hip hop came about. And um, the thing about it uh, that I liked about it is that I remember as a kid, uh, hip hop being introduced and people saying it's a fad, it's not gonna last, it's stupid. Um, but what it did, I knew firsthand, and, and this is what a lot of it was said in the documentary, is that rap was, was the poor inner city youth. That's who it catered to, that's who it spoke to. And because I grew up in one of the toughest, roughest neighborhood in the city, Inglewood, um, a lot of uh, what they were saying spoke directly to me and I was instantly attracted to it, um, especially the gangster rap. Um, a, a lot of it, you know, they got dance and rap and MC Hammer and all those people, which was great. Don't get me wrong, it's entertainment. Um, nobody could dance like Hammer. Or I know some people that can, but nobody would run a ridiculous ass pants. But what uh, what that did was that it just brought back the memories of how and where I grew up and the way that these things, it has evolved so much now, um, the way that these things came about, uh, you know, first and foremost, I tell you right now, a lot of record labels, um, from the biggest rap record labels to the smallest, their majority of them, and, and I don't know all these people, but I tell you right now, Majority of the record labels that are started are started with street money, uh, which is drug money. Um, when you talk about these big wigs, Master P and Cash Money and all these people, um, they were big in the streets before they started a label because to start a label, I know my buddy uh, Lupe Fiasco uh, used to be a client of mine. You know, it takes about a million dollars to get a record done and out and out to the public and market and everything like that. So... Uh, imagine a guy like 50 Cent, you go into, you you know you can rap, you know you have an audience, you know you can make some money. You go into a bank and say, hey, look, I want to start my own record label. I need about uh, $5 million. Um, I didn't go to college. I've been shot nine times. I was in prison. Um, but I know that this can work, okay? The bank, after they get done laughing inside and looking at you like you're a damn fool, um, the answer will be a polite no. Um, so you, so what it took to really bring that art to the public was never going to be done the traditional way of borrowing and, and trying to get something started. So it was done through record labels, which a lot of guys uh, that start, that was a, a part of major record labels was getting ripped off. I mean, these guys were probably taking about 80% of your money. 
Um, but, you know, the, the earlier guys didn't know no better. Um, now you look at, like, a lot of guys that's coming along later, like the Jay-Zs and things like that, they understand the business a lot more because it's, you know, 20 years, 30 years. Um, they've learned, but in the beginning, people were getting ripped off big time. Um, the powers that be in the major record labels understood the money value of what they were doing, and that's why they were producing and putting it out, and they also understood they knew what we didn't know. So, anyway, um, that was what brought back memories to me. Um, and, you know, it comes from the poor in the city, like, for instance, uh, for years as we were growing up, we never had meat to put on bread. I mean, we ate ketchup sandwiches, banana sandwiches, sugar sandwiches, things like that. We didn't, we couldn't afford meat to go on bread. So we made sandwiches of condiments. Um, the average person, let's say you pick up a box of cereal and for some reason there's a roach in it. Um, the average person would probably throw the box of cereal out because it's been contaminated by a roach, which is disease infested. Um, when we were growing up, what you had to do was you pick the roach out and eat the cereal uh, because you could only afford that one box for that month. Everything was rationed off. So it was a different kind of upbringing being raised in a poor inner city. But what it did... Um, that I saw that it reminded me of, of the documentary I was watching was you learn how to survive. You learn how to get into the streets and you make money. Most of the time it's illegal. Um, you make money the best way you know how. So it's, uh, it's no wonder that uh, a lot of these guys get into the game and they master the game because they know money, they know hustling. They, they know uh, survival techniques. Um, not saying someone that doesn't know can, but uh, if you can navigate and survive your way through the toughest, toughest areas of growing up in a city, um, business is easy. Trust me, I know I'm in business. And it's um, like you come in and holler at me about a business license. It's nothing like a guy trying to kill you when you walk two blocks to the store. It's just not the same fear factor, trust me. Um, so these guys uh, are survivors. They know how to make money. A lot of these guys, uh, the masterpiece and the, and the cash money, they were millionaires before they ever went to a record label because they were selling uh, cassettes and stuff out of their car. They would put it in the trunk and sell them out of their car, which that's a survival technique. So they had the power to negotiate with record labels because we're already making money. What you got to bring something more um, to the table than us just giving you 80% of our money when we can keep 100% by selling out the trunk. Um, so what, what it did, um, to make a long story short, I kind of went around it, but what it did was it took this evening uh, that me and Chia had set aside for really just kind of spending time together and relaxing and watch a little TV. TV. Um, it fired me up. It brought back why I'm in this game and what I'm doing and what's possible for me. When I say I want to be the greatest that ever did fitness, 
I know that that's possible for me because I look at what's there and none of them have or possess what I have um, in, in any aspect. So um, the grind, they can't, they can't outwork me. They can't outhustle me. They can't outsurvive me. Um, a lot of times in life, it, it's not necessarily what you're running from. It's not necessarily what you're running to. Is what you're running from. And if what you're running from is really, really a bad situation, um, you run a little bit harder uh, because you've been in those dark times. You've been in those situations. You've seen people killed. You've seen friends uh, trying to just put food on the table, doing things that got them life in prison, that things that they will never see the outside again. Uh, to the average person, they look at that and say, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't have done this, they shouldn't have done this. But you don't quite understand the situation in which you're thrust in. Um, there's no jobs, there's no schools, there's no food. You have to do what you have to do. That's like seeing a lion in the jungle and say, oh, why he kill that gazelle? He shouldn't have did that. Only way for him to eat, <laughs> you know, is to kill something. You know what I mean? So that's that's the way we grew up is... You have to wake up every day and figure out how you're going to survive. How you're going to put money in your pocket. What are you going to do to put food on your table? You're faced with that every second of every day. And uh, growing up, you either become a predator or you become prey. I decided a long time ago, which a lot of people I know, they decided to be predators. And that's why it's so... Uh, violent. That's why, I mean, people look for you to slip and you're a prey. So you slipping all day long and they just waiting to, to prey on you. You know what I mean? Um, so, in, so needless to say, I got up, got on my computer, start working, um, start doing some things that I'm working on, clothing line, uh, motivational speaking, things like that. So that evening was gone. <laughs> um, it, it, I said, you know, I, it took, my mind was supposed to be relaxing and it just began racing at a thousand miles an hour. And I had to get up and do something because um, I refused for anyone to work harder than me. You have control over that. And since I have control over that, I try to uh, work every second that I can um, to try to kill as much prey as I can. I did it growing up. I'm trying to do it in the business world. So um, nearly to say I didn't get to relax. Uh, Chia did, she went to sleep. Uh, but for me, it just reminded me how hard you have to hustle, how much you gotta work, how much you gotta outdo your competition. And no one's going to give you anything. You have to get up get off your ass and go get it. So um, that was my weekend. And like I said, I hope all you guys, all you guys had a great weekend. Um, you know, but that's, 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 that was, that was what happened with me. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's the reason why um, I'm number one in, in personal training and what I do. I've been grinding at this goal for 30 years and um, I've seen people come and go. Um, they're not going to outwork me. Never. It'll never happen. Um, I will continue to expand. I will continue to get better. I will continue to outwork and survive even the hardest person. All right. That's how you win. So 
all you people making excuses about relaxing and free time and all this and all that. That's why you're not winning. So um, get your grind on, all right? So until next week, your man Sir Earl checking out of here. Peace out.